No matter where you are on your journey of entrepreneurship, there are three questions that you should be consistently asking yourself. Number one, how much money am I leaving on the table? Number two, how can I increase my margins? Number three, how can I decrease expenses without dumbing down my product? These three questions we should be constantly asking ourselves, right? And I'm not going to tell you when you should ask yourself this question, when you should sit down and evaluate these three questions, because that would depend on the type of business that you have, um, what your goals are like, like it depends on a couple of things, right? However, I know for me um, and in our business, we ask ourselves this at least at least I'm trying to I'm really asking myself, I want to say at least once a quarter, but I've been doing it more often than that now, uh, simply because um, we're we're dealing with a lot, right? Um, business wise, you know, you're dealing with inflation. You're trying to. I, I talked about this on the podcast before. You know, inflation is up crazy right now, um, and inflation is a really a silent killer to a business because you don't really notice it unless it's a big jump, right? Now for us, there have been some big jumps in in price, uh, specifically with athletic shoes. Um, the market. It's, it's kind of going crazy with that, whether I'm going to thrift stores, um, where I'm going to one of our distributors, like it, it doesn't really matter. Like price is up, right? Yesterday's price is not today's price. However, um, I've been racking my brain with how to how, these three questions, basically, right? How much money am I leaving on the table? How can I increase my margins? How can I decrease expenses without dumbing down my product? I've been asking myself those questions uh, in many different ways and kind of racking my brain on how I can do those things um, without getting outside of our niche, right? So for the last almost three years, it'll be three years in April, for the last three years, we've been almost a hundred percent in athletic gear right now when we first started out the journey we were just reselling everything right we would find printers you know what i'm saying like we was reselling everything that was short-lived um we we niched down pretty quickly i would say in the first maybe the first three to four months we started to realize the trends and we went in that direction with athletic shoes right um and that went very well for us because the price was so low for shoes back then. Like we, I can go into a thrift store and pay four dollars and fifty four cents for a pair of Jordans, right? Um, there were some shoes that were a little higher priced. They called them showcase. However, if it was worth it, I would get them because they would sell for higher. As long as I was making double to triple my money, and it's usually triple or quadruple in reselling, I was happy. However, after the lockdowns and after a couple months after that, after they got through selling what was um, what was backlogged, them prices went up, right? And now I'm starting to see even more of an uptick in price. So I've really been battling with this, right? I've been battling with this. And it's crazy because I feel like when you're ready, the answers appear. These answers are like always there. They're like always available, but it takes time for you to get ready for them. It takes time. It takes a little bit of time for you to get ready for the answer and, and to be able to apply it. So I'm, I'm very grateful that we were niche. 
um, for this up until this time, like very niche. I'm talking about specifically athletic shoes and occasionally during certain seasons, we will sell other shoes. Right. So, of course, during the winter, we're selling boots. Right. Uh, And even with that, we were trying to keep it more towards the athletic, the Nike boots, those type of things. Um, Maybe during the summer, we might sell flip flops, you know, but even with that, I was trying to keep it within that specific niche. And like I said, I've been very grateful because it allowed us to master one thing. I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, like we're trying to do too much. We're spreading ourselves a little bit too thin. And when we do that. I feel like we ne- we're never able to really find the trends in one specific area and murder that area, right? Like kill that target. So we've been able to accomplish that. Like I feel like I know, and 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 I'm not no, I'm not all the way a master, right? I won't I won't give myself that. There's still a lot to learn. I never want to get to a place in life where there's not anything else to learn. But as far as athletic shoes, like as far as certain material and um, being able to pick and choose which shoes I know that will sell even without researching it. Like now I kind of know what's what. So I'm grateful for that. However, like I said, I got, I got to compete with inflation, right? My dollar is not going where it, where it used to go. It's not stretching as far as it used to go. I used to be able to take $200 and get 50 pairs. That's no longer. So I'm watching this show called The Profit. And if you don't watch that show, please go watch that show. If you got Peacock, you can watch all the old episodes. I never knew this show existed. Like I knew about Undercover Ball, Shark Tank, all those type of things, but I never knew about The Profit, right? And I started watching The Profit. It's a business show by Marcus Limonis. Um, He's a serial entrepreneur, great entrepreneur, very knowledgeable. I'm talking about, man, when you watch this show, just sit down with your notepad and your pencil and your or your pen or whatever, or your phone, whatever, however you want to do it. Just sit down and really take notes. And I was watching this episode and it's crazy because like I said, it came at the right time. Like I told y'all before, I, we've been dealing with um, trying to create a partnership and that didn't go as planned. We still, we're still partnering just in a different way. Um, mostly I'm a customer now, but I have access to things I didn't have access to before as far as inventory goes. Right. But, or I would say that really opened my mind and kind of expanded my mind to the possibility of selling other items. So I'm watching the profit and he starts going into this model that I had never heard of, heard of before, um, I'm not like I said, I'm not no master of retail or master of business. But this specific episode, he was working with a family who had a swimwear brand for women. Right. And they and they had like, I think, a million dollars in sales. Like they had very good numbers. However, uh, as they continued to go on, their numbers kind of dwindled down and they were looking for ways to not just increase the numbers, also increase the margins, like I'm saying, right? Uh, also decrease the, the expenses without dumbing down the product. And then they started to really dive into how much money they were leaving on the table by only selling women's women's swimwear. So I took those notes. I wrote those things down, right? And then he got into a model called the pinwheel model, right? The pinwheel model. And here is, if you can Google a pinwheel, just Google it, you will see what it is. And then you can kind of follow me on this, uh, with this model. So in the center is your core product, 
right? So for us, it's athletic shoes. That's our core product. Then you, um, you write down or you start to explore the items that complement that core product. So if you walk into a finish line, a foot, a foot locker or any of those type of stores right now, you will see shoes as their core product. However, you will see socks, you will see shoe cleaners, shoe strings, shirts, hats, uh, all type of apparel that go around. Now, still in the niche, athletic apparel. If you go to Nike, athletic apparel, then shoe, like shoes, athletic apparel. These, these are, this is the pinwheel model, right? Now, how would that apply to your business? Let's say you do hair, right? And I'm only doing that one because I feel like that's, that's, that's a common one. Let's say you do hair. Okay, you got a client that comes. What other products could you have around that? Do you do you make your own hairspray or do you make your own? Are you seeing what I'm saying? These products that complement. I go to this barber shop now. Um, this lady she owns she owns the shop. My barber works in that shop. But when you first walk in, she got all type of products. She got the do rags. She got the shampoo. She got the tea tree oil. I've bought several products from her just simply because they're there. She has a pinwheel model. Not only does she do hair, not only does she have the barber aspect, she also has the products that go along with that with that core product. So I feel like this one model answers these three questions that we can consistently be asking ourselves. Now, like I said, I think it's very important for us to start niche. I think it's very important. I think that's important. I think it's important that you, to a certain level, master what you're doing before you expand. Like if you look at like a Nike, if you do any research on whatever the companies that are parallel to what you're trying to do, um, if you research them, they usually don't add other products until they have mastered the one product. Like with Nike, it was the track, sh- the track shoe. Then they started going to other products, and then they expanded to clothing. Right? Now, on our scale, we, um, are pro- we're moving to this model maybe um, a little early compared to a Nike and stuff because that was before the internet and back. That was way back, right? But for us... I'm going in and I'm looking at, okay, what are the, the products that will complement these shoes? Because now the reason why that's important is because now you give your customer when they come and shop with you, not only do you give them more options to spend with you. So like I said, with the even with the, the barbershop model, okay, I go get my haircut, but now I need a do-rag. Okay, I don't need a do-rag, but now I need the oil because they said this oil is this. So... Not on one trip, I may be spending more money. Number two, you're attracting customers that may not have shopped with you before, but will come for that specific thing. So even at the barbershop, I'm realizing some people not even coming to get their hair done. Some people just like like in between haircuts or in between uh, getting their their hair do or whatever <laughs> style they're getting. They're coming in and getting a certain shampoo. They're coming in and getting a certain leave in conditioner. Strictly from her because they know that she has that product. So this is why that's important. Because not only are we are we maximizing profit at this point, we're also drawing in other customers. We're also drawing in people who may not come as often for shoes, 
But now they want to come for hats. So I'm looking at this. And now here's the beautiful part, because like I said, it answers all the questions, all the questions that I have. It answers all these questions. How much money am I leaving on the table? Okay, if I look at this, when I go to a Goodwill, when I go to a thrift store, like I said, shoes can range anywhere from like six dollars now to thirty dollars, really. Like they've been going nuts with it, right? Some, you know, it just depends on the day. It depends. Like there's really no rhyme or reason. Like I've been trying to figure out there's really no rhyme or reason. Okay. So what if I'm, if I'm, if my mission as a business started with, okay, I'm, I'm trying to, um, I'm, I'm trying to promote fitness through footwear. I realized that when it comes to fitness, your shoes are very important. This is, this, is, this is where the concept started from. Your shoes are very important. Because if you don't have the right shoes and you try to go for a run, them knees going to hurt, them hips, everything's going to be off. If you go to the gym with the wrong shoe and you're trying to lift, like I see people lifting in running shoes all the time, I'm like, I really want to say something, but it's like, you know, you just let them rock. But those are not the type of shoes that you really need to lift in. You really need to be lifting in a flatter type shoe. And then I realized, okay, not only that, every so often you need to rotate your shoes too. Because when they wear down, this is the concept. I'm just just giving you the concept. We're promoting fitness through footwear. Okay, cool. Now, how can we expand that and promote fitness through active wear, through athleisure apparel? I'm still trying to fit those pieces and make it sound cute, but you get the gist of it. So now I'm expanding. Okay, let's let's add in hats. Oh, I started doing some research. The hats have a very low cost, very wide margin. And when I say very wide margin, I mean super wide. Like if my profit margin right now, let's say is upwards of uh, 70 percent, 60, 70 percent. Right. If that's my profit margin right now. With shoes, like the margin is so wide with hats, like I'm paying 76 cent a hat, selling them for 19.99, 16 from 15 to or even let, let's just let's let's just scale it down, 10 to 20 dollars. Let's just say that 10 to 20 dollars. Now there's hats that sell way more than that, but I'm just let's just say on average 10 to 20 dollars selling them for right now. I I do free shipping, so I I kind of you know, finagle the shipping in there. So let's just say 16 to $20, but let's just say 10 to $15 is going to be the profit margin. That's a crank, like one dot 76 cents into $15. Like I'm a, I'm a dude, I'm gonna give you the mar- I'm gonna give you the margin right now. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the real margin right now, right? 76 cent. And then we're going to sell it for, let's say, Let me see. Hold on one second. We gonna sell. Let's just say we gonna we gonna sell it. We gonna make. We gonna sell it for nineteen ninety nine. Right. Okay. That now that's a ninety six percent margin. But like I said, we're going to take away the shipping. So the shipping is five dollars. So we gonna subtract that. We gonna make it just fifteen dollars. Right. That's still a ninety four percent margin. So now I just took my margin. From let's say sixty to seventy percent, and I can open up my books and really show you. But sixty to seventy percent. Now I just took it up to ninety percent. 
Okay, that product right there is I'm adding that in now. Here's the beautiful thing about that. Those products may not sell as fast, but I still have my core product, so I'm not tripping. Not only that, it also allows me to continue to add more items into my store because let's just say, let's just say I only got $20 to go spend. I can go get 20 hats <laughs> and make $200, $300 off of that. Are y'all, are, are y'all, y'all getting what I'm saying? Those three questions are essential. How much money am I leaving on the table? Obviously, I'm leaving money on the table by not adding in hats. Hats are a very huge uh, seller on these pr- platforms that we're on. Okay, um, certain type of hats, of course, you got to do your research, you know, sporting hats, snapbacks, those type, you know, the stuff that people want to buy. Okay, I'm leaving money on the table with that. How can I increase my margins? Oh, snap. The, the cost for this is super low. Super low. Automatically increase my margins, even if I only sell it for $5. Automatically increase my margin. I mean, even if I only profit $5. I'm, I'm already increasing my margins. How can I decrease expenses without dumbing down my product? Still a great product. I decrease, in, I decrease my spending because now it's only $0.76. Cent. It checks all three boxes. Okay, let's move on to the next product. I hope that you are like thinking and evaluating what products you can add in. Think about it. Evaluate it. What products can you add in that will increase your margins, not lower your margins? You don't want lower margins unless it's a high, you know, high ticket product. You might you might settle for a lower margin on a higher ticket. Okay, so now I move on. Okay, what I go to the gym every day. What do people have on? Okay, running shorts, gym shorts, basketball shorts. Okay, dry fit shirts. Okay, let me go check those out. Sports bras. Let me go check those out. I go look at the running shorts. Oh, snap, I can get the running shorts for $3. Sometimes the, sometimes it's half off when I go. So now it's like a dollar something. I'm getting the running shorts for $6 or less. Right? And I'm usually looking for the $3.99. Then I get my military discount. And if I, and if I spend over $20, then I get another discount on tacked on top of that. Okay, now I just lowered that to like $3 even. Running shorts, okay, how much they selling for? Oh, if you get the right type, Nike running shorts, Lululemon, some Lululemon sell for the 30 to 40 to, okay, the Nike, okay, the profit is there. Most people selling them for $16 plus shipping. I'm just going to sell them for $19.99. Oh, but here's another model that goes with that. You can do a bundling model where if you got five pairs of Nike running shorts, Five pairs in the same size, in the same category, like women's large Nike shorts. Now I can sell all five of those for 80. Uh-oh. All five of those for 70. Cost me $3 a piece. Let's go to work. How much money am I leaving on the table? How can I increase my margins? How can I decrease expenses without dumbing down my product? Here we go. Let's work. Let's make it happen. Okay, what else? Okay, sweatpants. Let's see what let's see about sweatpants. Let's see about zip zip up hoodies. Let's see about these things. They're still in the athletic category. These are things that people buy to accessorize with their shoes. So now they may come and get a pair of shoes. They might come and get the pair of J's and say, Oh, he got the Jordan hoodie. Let me grab that too. He got the Nike hoodie to go with. Let me. How much money are you leaving on the table? 
by not even thinking about products that complement your core product. We're not moving away from our core product. We're not, we're not moving away from it. However, this is saving me time and money and is making me more money as far as margins go. As far as the margins go, the margins are wider. And I can get a lot more of this product for less. Please understand. This is business, baby. This is, this is business right here. And I'm grateful that I was even able to receive that type of knowledge and be in the headspace to apply it. Because sometimes we can get a little emotional about, well, I don't want to... I don't want to be adding all these other products. Like, I, I just want to stick to my core product. We fall in love with our core product. And I'm in, I love the core product. But there's not so much associated with it. With the shoes, if I'm buying used shoes, a lot of times I got to clean those shoes. Wait for them to dry. List photos, list, store. The storage is less. Like, it's just a win, 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 win. And like I said, it's still not my core product. But it keeps if, if I have a goal of, let's say, listing 15 items a day, now I can do that with less time, less money, <coughs> and quicker. Okay, listen, it just almost sounds too good to be true. <laughs> How much money are you leaving on the table? Okay, then we added in another product. Uh-oh, we added in another product. We added in another one. What's that, Destry? Gym bags. Oh snap, I'm going into I'm going into the thrift store. I'm seeing gym bags, $2, $3. Nike gym bags sell $30, $40, $50, depending on how big the bag is, depending on the material. Okay. $20. I spent $3. $20. Free shipping. $24.99. Free shipping. Oh, somewhere, some of them are upwards to even more than that. Okay. We doing research. It almost feels like I just started a new business all over again. It feels amazing. It feels it's, it's, it's a beautiful process. I love it. How much money are you leaving on the table in your business? How much money are you leaving on the table? How can you increase your margins? Do you even know your margins? If you don't know your margins, man. I, I don't even know. And I'm going to give you a resource I just, I just came upon. I used to do the math by hand, um, but I just, I really just, I started using the Excel properly, like with the, you know, putting in the formulas and all that stuff. But I also um, got on OmniCalculator.com, which is Omni Margin Calculator. If you just type in Margin Calculator, it should pop up into Google or whatever search engine you use, and use that to to um, to figure out your margins. Right? You type in how much um, or how much the item cost you, and then you could type in. Um, so the, the two things that I fill out is the revenue and the cost. And the revenue is um, the price you sell the product for. And then, of course, the cost is how much you pay for it. And after that, it will give you the margin and it will give you your profit. I'm telling you right now, man, there, there are wins out there that you don't even see right now. There's wins that you don't even see right now. You don't even see them. I wasn't even I wasn't even open to it yet because like I said I had to master that one sector of my business but now that we have and now that the playing field has changed we either change with it or die. Now, like I said, core product still shoes. Like I said, core product 
We're keeping the core to core. However, we absolutely, absolutely have to, must find ways to maximize, find ways to, to figure out how much we're leaving behind. How can I increase my margins? How can I decrease expenses without dumbing down my product? You never want to dumb down the product. You want to keep high quality control. However, you do want to find a way to decrease those margins, whether that be or decrease your expenses, whether that be now you can figure it out you got enough money now to go wholesale. Right. You found a distributor that's a little bit less. If you spend this amount, they give you for this amount. Like you got to find a way. Because inflation ain't going to (laughs) stop. You never know what can happen. We already seen with COVID. You never know. So you got to find a way and really dissect and really pull apart these layers and look beneath these layers. Don't don't wish that they that things were the way that you want them to be. Look at them for how they are. And go off of it, go off of that. This is how it is. Price went up. Fat Joe said it. (laughs) I knew price was going up after when they printed all that money and I started to understand how money worked. When I when I when I understood how money worked and then I saw they printed all that money and then I saw the pandemic shut everything down. I knew when they opened back up. Oh, oh, it's oh, it's that season. It's price went up season. It's, It's that season right now. Every everybody up. You go to your rest local restaurant now. Everybody up. Oh, it's up. Listen, we brought we buy spring water. Listen to this. We bought spring water during I think even last summer. Spring water was eighty nine cent. It's one ninety nine right now. Now you may say, well, Destry, that ain't that that ain't that deep. No, it ain't that deep. That's a huge increase though. If you really look at percentages, I'm a percentage guy. I, I, I like to get into the numbers. That's that's <coughs> it's like a sixty cent, sixty percent. You know, like what are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? That's that, that's like a sixty percent increase off of water. So imagine gas. Imagine your light bill. I know some of us are, are them light bills and electric bills is up. We got to find a way to win in this game. Taxes is up. Everything is up. So anyways, y'all, I hope that this episode helped. I really hope that it helped. I really hope that you spend time with these questions. Don't fear these questions because these questions will help you grow. And that's, that's the goal. The goal is to grow. The goal is to win. The goal, is, the goal is to do better than we did before. And now we have that opportunity. And now that we do have that opportunity, why not make it happen? We have the opportunity. Let's make it happen, man. Let, let, let's go. Let's, let's dive into the numbers. Let's dive into our businesses. And, and let's make sure that we're not leaving thousands upon thousands on the table and we're not just taking all money. All money ain't good money. All money is not good money. That's not what I'm saying. But using this pinwheel model, we can we we can answer all three of those questions without without subtracting from our main, our core, 
product, what we're known for. I'm not trying to be known for running shorts. Now, if that just so happens to happen down the line, but that's not what I'm trying to be known for. But I, but my, my ultimate vision, my ultimate vision is to have an athlete, uh, a fitness business, like an athletic apparel business. And not just, we'll get into that later. Anyways, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a great day. I'll see you on the next one. Peace. Oh, don't forget to share. Don't forget to leave a review. Um, And like I said, I hope that you got value from this.